Level of Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 75. Yes, we are ancient now in the podcast world. Episode 75, the hope in the midst of an overwhelming election and the hope for new presidency and new administration. This was an episode that we were a little bit hesitant on bringing to you guys. So I, it was a, it took a little bit of conversation between us three to be like, hey, this is something we definitely need to engage in. The good, the bad, the ugly, the overwhelming, the anxiety, the stress, the who knows what's going to happen. And overall, we are glad to be here with all of you. And if you're listening, great. And if you need time to process and then listen to this episode, go right ahead. That's a good thing of the beauty about podcasts. Pero chicas, ¿cómo se encuentran ahora? Ay, super, super contentas, like felices, just como que, ay, un peso se nos quitó. Like, I just, yeah, like you said, we were, we were hesitant and maybe we didn't want to have this conversation and yo porque I'm superstitious and I just, I don't know, I just wanted not to think about the election, but with today's uh, results, I was like, okay, let's do it. I know it's funny because I am pumped too and when we were discussing, talking about this on the podcast, we were day three after the election waiting for results. And Sissy and I were feeling like it's it's too heavy. It's too much. We're not feeling the election right now. And then when they win, Sissy and I were already talking to each other, crying, sharing videos, sharing emotions. We do want to talk about it now. And I think it's just something I love that you're superstitious that you were praying and you were sticking to your guns about let me just quietly hope for tomorrow. I was a little more on the I'm so ready for it to be over. Like, I don't want to have another talk about it. I just want it to be over. So once it was over, I really wanted to be excited with you girls and happy. Obviously, our listeners will know by now or if this is your first time listening we are all three Biden supporters because we're all supporters of the ideals of Biden and Harris and what it signifies and what it symbolizes. And so for us, this is positivity and this is hope. And for others who might be listening that are giving us a shot anyway and are supporters of Trump, this is a sad day for you. And you might not be feeling that excited. And I want to commend you for listening to us anyway, because that's open-mindedness and that's the hope for the future. And I love that you're here listening and I embrace that. Van Jones said it best. He was sorry to those that lost. I'm sure it's a sad day for them. And yet he, through tears and pride and excitement, is pumped because it's a new day for this side. You had your four years. Now we get to move on. So we're really excited, Veto. Beautiful thing is, whomever you voted for, whether it was Biden or it was Trump, the fact that so many people came out to vote People showed the fuck up. Let me tell you, you came out and you voted. And it's very apparent. They're still counting. You know, right now, yes, it says president projected president-elect Joe Biden because there's still votes being counted because we are a democracy. And this is the beauty of it. We've we've been so used to be handed a result immediately, right? I think the last time there were we we were there with uh, Bush Gore and the panhandle recount, right? And then we we you know with the whole split of the nation with Hillary and Trump, where she won the majority of the popular vote, but he got the you know the votes the electrical the electrical electoral uh, college vote. Um, I mean electrical because it was shocking, right? Shocking to all of us. <laughs> but <laughs> now and now here we are in just holding on to our seats on the edge of our seats, but seeing the actual process. And this really gives me a sense of 
this is what it means to be from the United States of America, where we believe in democracy, where we believe that our voice counts. So for every one of us that has sat back before and just let people choose for us and left it in the hands of, hey, you know, maybe somebody knows better than I am. Why, why should I go vote? Now going forward, you should know that we always should be involved in the process from local government to our you know, federal government. To, as a nation, we are one. When it comes down to it, we must be involved. And I'm so glad so many of us showed up, showed out. And great. You know, yes, thank you, Black women. Thank you, the Black community. Thank you, Brown, Latinos, Latinas. Thank you to everyone. But where were we? Where have we been? You know, that that, that really scares me. And, and But then it also makes me feel so hopeful for the future. You know, now we are coming up, we're showing up, and we're not only going to just vote, but now our job starts to be continue our civic duty and hold the people that we elect into office accountable. So I know it's a stressful topic. I know it's difficult to talk about. I know that I have brought it up within three days of the election when we're discussing what our podcast should topics should be. But I just feel that it's such, such something so important to discuss that we dismiss it once we're like, hey, this is too much. But it's typical things that we do. I mean, as human beings, when something is too much, we need a break from it. You know, we just need to get distracted. Irene, you went on a really long bike ride the other day. You were just like, I have other things going on. I, I need, I just need some me time. So how have we been coping with this? What did we do? Who did we talk about? What, what was, but what, what have these conversations sounded like? And what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself going this week? That felt like it was two weeks long. Yeah, I did a lot of outdoor working out just to be with me and my thoughts and people that I love. So walking with my husband, biking with my friends, walking with the kids. But also I had to tune out a lot of things and tune out a lot of people. I have a tight-knit circle that is not all Biden supporters, and I have a circle that has really strong Trump supporters, and that's okay. You can love anyone. Some people tell me, like, you have much thicker skin or you're much better than I because they're not even allowed in my house. You know, there's levels to this thing, having different political views. For me, I just wanted to tune out anybody that didn't really have my opinion, at least for this week. Normally, you're welcome in my home and we debate and we get along because that's just politics. And we might be really good friends and family deep down. But this week, I was like, it's all about politics. I need to tune those people out right now. And they were the first people that I was kind of talking to on my Instagram today because I really wanted Kamala to win. I wanted Biden to win, of course. He's not my favorite because, you know, Bernie's my favorite. And Bernie's not mm -hmm. anybody's favorite at this point because the establishment's not ready for him. Biden is an honorable man and a great choice. But I was really rooting for Kamala. And that's where I was hurt the most during this election because I felt like I had family members that were not rooting for her simply because she's black. And mm -hmm. not, me, mm -hmm. not me guessing, guys. It's not me guessing. I asked two particular people, is it because she's black? And both answered yes. Oh, and that's Jesus. something that I had to sit with and hurt with and feel with. Sometimes you fundamentally disagree. And so I couldn't wait to say, here you go, just because she's black, because that's justice in my eyes. And when I think of these people, I also think of people like Ceci, because Ceci will probably tell this story. I said it to her earlier, and I wanted to say in the podcast, that Ceci is my hope, my hope for the future, because my family members and friends that are super all about Trump, it's because they want to be conservative and because they want old school family values and they want religion in schools and in homes. And I get that. You can be both that and progressive. 
and accept gay marriage. You cannot have systemic racism and think that that's okay because I'm a good Christian person. And Ceci to me is perfect because Ceci said, I had my veladora on. I've been praying since Wednesday for a great outcome. Like she's a true Catholic and she can be a true Catholic and be a progressive modern woman that believes that women have the right to choose. It doesn't make her a bad Catholic. She can be traditional. She can be conservative and still believe that Black Lives Matter. And so Ceci is my hope for the future because that's what I aspire to see our world become. So you can be both conservative and progressive. While that sounds like you cannot be, while it sounds like that makes zero sense and there were two sides to the spectrum, no, because there's someone beautiful like Cecilia who's such a proud Catholic, traditional family, amazing upbringing that some might say she falls under the category of what Trump's ideals are. No, because she's not racist. And that's okay. You don't have to have those views. And I know some people say, I'm not racist because I'm a Trump supporter. But someone who totes those beliefs and you're standing by them, I mean, that's a real slippery slope. So I do think you don't have to be and or. You can be a combination of both because we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and really ask ourselves, are we truly not racist? When we say we're not racist, but we're all about Trump. We're all about Trump and his depression and how he treats immigrants, Mexicans, black people. Granted, black people vote for him and Latinos vote for him. And you're going to listen to this and think, I voted for him and I'm not racist. I know you believe that. I know you believe that. I see how you can believe that. However, for me, for me, his ideals, his ideals, his voice, the way he treats people. He wouldn't be a leader in my kid's school. He wouldn't be my kid's mm -hmm. AYSO coach. He wouldn't be the homeowner association leader. I wouldn't stand for this man in any capacity of my life as a leader in my life because of his ideals and his views. And I think that is not the hope for the future that I want. Cannot not like Kamala because she's black. That's off limits and that's off the table. And for me, the Trump supporters that I know, that was excuse enough for them. And to me, that's racism. Ceci, tell us how you dealt with this week. Oh my God. I, tener una flojera de la chingada. No quería hacer nada. I mean, I turned on mi, mi veladora de la Virgen de Guadalupe uh, Tuesday. No, Monday. Monday, because I wanted it on all day Tuesday and then have it on like the rest of the week when we figured out that we weren't going to find out the results on Tuesday night. So I prayed and yeah, like you guys were saying, like, I, I feel like I can have these views and I can, and I can, um, be a Catholic and be, I mean, maybe not like super, uber, um, traditional, but, but, you know, I have these values that, that are within my Catholic faith, but still support Biden and still support Kamala. And much like you, Irene, I was, yeah, Biden, He's a good man, but I was so happy and excited when they announced that Kamala was going to be his running mate. I remember bringing the girls into the room and like showing them like, look at that can be you. That can be you one day. And and oh, my God. And today has been such a emotional roller coaster. Um, when I found out, I just started, I started feeling all these emotions and feeling so excited and like crying. And then I heard your message, Irene, and I was crying. And I was like, all right, get it together because I was going to speak at this. Um, at this event for Latino students, in fact, but I felt like it gave me more power to motivate them and tell them like, Hey, this is us. Like we need representation. Like now more than ever, like we've got here now because a lot of Latinos voted and we need representation now more than ever. We're a force. So I started with that. And, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, 
tenía una flojera de la chingada toda la semana. Like, the house is a mess. I didn't finish doing my laundry, but I was like, well, you know, I just, I just can't. And I was doing a lot of like work level of Latina wise and uh, watching a lot of, uh, oh, you know what I watched? I watched the, um, the Estefan's Red Table, like all four episodes. So they're really good. They're really good. So I did that. They're very um, good. Yeah. And also uh, a little bit of uh, practicing what I preach uh, in that I was trying not to get too involved in conversations with family members via via group texting because um, I, I also have family members that are f Trump supporters and a lot of it has to do with being a one issue voter and that's um, the abortion issue and that's it. And to me, And these are discussions that I have with my husband, with Luis. To to us, um, Trump is like says he supports, uh, you know, um, anti-abortion uh, laws, but I think it's a transactional thing. Like I I don't I don't feel I don't like just knowing him and seeing him the last four years. I don't see him truly supporting that. So these discussions went on in one of our family groups, text messaging um, and el WhatsApp back and forth. And even after the election, even after the election and um, a part this particular family member was just trying to find all these arguments why, you know, why we should be Republican and support that. And it all had to do because of what this one issue. And even after us, trying to show like, well, what about all these kids in cages? What about all this uh, racism? What about all this? And like, we, like, we just still couldn't, you know, we couldn't get to agree. And I even said, you know what, this is a good discussion. Um, but maybe not in this family group, like the title of this group chat is called familia. So maybe not talk about politics. And some, you know, others said, well, it's, it's a good topic to bring and we should be open. I was like, yes, but maybe, maybe in person or maybe, we should have done this pre-elections and maybe done like a zoom meeting. And like we all discussed before the election. So that way we all heard all our voices and our opinions and that's it and drop it. Paso. Um, and yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and mind you, like I have never been like super political like this and talking about these topics. You guys know me like, yeah, okay. I, I vote, uh, I've always voted, um, for the Democrat candidate always, always, because like, I feel like that's what my parents taught me and they've always voted that way. But, um, but now even more so because of this person that we had for the last four years. And, um, as I was thinking about today and being excited and I even told the girls like, Oh my God, look at esta una mujer, you know, uh, you know, she's, she's going to be vice president y él es el nuevo presidente. And that's the first time that they heard Presidente, the word presidente from my 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 mouth coming out of my mouth because I I remember four years ago. So I I was crying today, tears of joy. But four years ago, I cried tears, and they were because I was fearful. I was like, how how is it going to be? I was I was pregnant, and I was voting, and I was thinking like, wow, my daughters are going to be born into. Um, you know, and, and when like the first female president is elected and, and that didn't happen. And so even after the girls were born, the, the Trump hasn't, hadn't been sworn in. So I was like, still like, okay, Obama's still the president during their, the day that they were born. But even after that, I just, I don't know. And the last four years, I've kind of made it a point, but not, not really, Not like it wasn't a conscious decision. It's just I never really talked about who the president was to the girls. And I felt like also they were too young. 
and this week I was just thinking like, damn, like in the next four years, they're going to be turning four, five, six, seven, and eight. So they're going to get older. They're going to, I'm going to have to tell them like, all right, you know, this is, this is the way our country is run. Like there's a president. But this, this morning, again, I was so excited to tell them otherwise, like this is, these are our leaders now. And going back to the group messaging with the family, um, Luis said, hey, um, de todos modos, familia, este, let's, let's be careful because there's a lot of uh, angry people out there and th the news is saying like, hey, you know, there's a lot of angry people out there purchasing guns. And so let's just be mindful and let's be careful with that. And this particular family member that was saying like, you know, uh, you know that's a Trump supporter and like was having these arguments said, oh, I thought we were going to talk political by familia y se salió del grupo. So was bye bye. Yeah, but it wasn't bye. like okay, but it was like it wasn't political. I don't think it was just like be careful yeah, and be cuidado. mindful. Mm -hmm. So todo eso 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 pasó esta semana, but you know, I, I feel like you know we'll come around, and it's it's important to have those discussions and conversations, even if we don't agree. Yeah, I, I you know the way you said it, uh, Ceci, it's. The thing is that, you know, I always say with family or with your friends, don't discuss religion or politics or, you know, but who else are you going to discuss this with? These are your close inner circles. And, right. and these things do affect us. And I think until now, the fact that, you know, we are, you know, going through this pandemic, we're at home, the majority of us, you know, are, are at home. Some of us are do go out with limited amounts of, uh, you know, um, almost as you say exposure to other people, but we're keeping our units, our little pods in place. But we're not having the kind of interaction that we used to. And now everyone kind of bubbles and groups together with people that more than likely will think like you. And I think we discussed this before. If there's, you know, before you would go out, let's go have Sunday fun day. You know, we'll be at the bars. Let's say you're by the beach. Let's say you're by, you know, the, the middle of town. And, you know, you, you, you can have open conversations like that without inhibitions, you know with people that might not see the way you see, but you have these open conversations where you're like, hey, I want to talk to you about this policy issue. Oh yeah, or I overheard you talking about this. Do you mind if we have a chat? And that's the beauty about, you know, being out and about and having a drink and the, the calma todo, but we are unable to do that. And we don't, we're like, who do we have these discussions with? How do we have these conversations? What do you guys suggest would be good to do going forward? And, um, and is it okay to just be like, Hey, you know what? This is good. This, this is as long as our friendship was going to be and, and move on. You know, what do you guys think? I think platforms like this, having these conversations, letting people know in terms of like your question, Vettel to this has brought to light for me. And I think we're coming to an age where politics never mattered as much as it meant this year, because there were such polar opposite views and 2020 changed our psychology in so many ways and brought us inward. And then when negative things happened that had already been happening, like innocent men being killed by police, 2020 became this year of upheaval, which was great. It was wonderful because we needed it. And it really brought a light to us as Americans understanding we're not the greatest country. And we're not the greatest country because we don't just have these high numbers of deaths at the hands of police departments and disproportionately impacting African-American and Latino lives, but mostly African-American. This had to happen and had to happen this way. But then it became so contentious 
it gave a platform to Trump to spew even more anger. Because for instance, when these incredible protests were happening, and in DC, they're writing Black Lives Matter on the ground and the street and the plaza, Black Lives Matter Plaza, and it's happening in other cities across the US. He walks to a church and holds up a Bible. Like, who's he talking to? Like, who's he trying to be divisive with? He's talking to that audience that is what Ceci was referring to earlier, like a one issue audience where, yes, let's talk about religion. Let's go to old school. Let's talk about anti-abortion to squelch what? To squelch the issues with police departments, how they're overly funded, how we need to worry more about mental health and give dollars to mental health programs, for instance, community centers, after school programs for black and brown communities. The point is that this was such a divisive year, it brought out that divisive views and conflict. And then you can have friends and family that are on an opposite side as you. For me, how I handled it, I didn't cut everyone out because I couldn't. I just wouldn't do that. Online, I did. There was a lot of people that I thought, okay, I don't need them in my life anymore. They're not truly friends or family. Folks that are truly friends and family, I feel that the way to move forward is that we just have to remain open and have a dialogue that has respect as best we can. Because, for instance, these friends and family that have opposing views, they just had their president in office. They just had their go. They just had their moment. And now the tables have turned and we have our go and our moment. And the hope is, to me, Vettel, the hope is that we were real respectful when we were on the losing side. Diego and I, our kids, we're being real respectful on the losing side where we're having the all lives matter movement thrown in our faces. Mm -hmm. We're having the Trump is king thrown in our faces. We're having the Karens of the world predominantly be the loudest voice and it's corrupting what we feel. And we're sitting here respectfully with decorum, with tact, with class, handling it on the losing side. And now like, that we're and, on this, and we AKA, voted. right? <laughs> we voted to handle that and we voted to handle we it the right way. By voting. We, yeah, we fought yeah. back by voting. But now we're on the winning side because it has to be this black and white spectrum, unfortunately. And we would hope that those people now, those people that we loved and we embrace can still break bread in our home. And now be on the respectful side, on the side that sees that, okay, this is our glory day. This is our time to talk about our views and the things that matter to us. No one is saying we're either going to swap over and pretend like we're never going to be on your side. You're never going to be on our side. But there's this mutual respect that I think is important. And there's a lot to be said when you can be an open-minded person and have different political views. And 2020 brought them out. They were contentious. They were harder than I ever remember them being. And I've had to really face that ugly truth with my family, see my family in a new light, feel that some are actually truly more racist than we all realized. And where do you put that? What do you do with that? And at the same token, I always do this because I think it's fair to do this. They look at me like way too progressive for their taste, way too open-minded for their taste. I'm likely offending them because I'm like, if my daughter gets pregnant, she can have an abortion. I have zero problems with that. Like a traditional Catholic is looking at me like hell fire, burn her at the stake. Like I see how I can be contention, how I can be a source of sadness for them. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I can't believe it. I can't believe it that you don't see the problem with George Floyd dying the way he did. I don't see how you don't see the problem. And they're mm -hmm. looking at me like, I don't see how you don't see the problem that we're taking the word God out of the schools. 
We're going to stand like that's what we fought for. Separation of church and state. (laughs) Right. What do you think? Why did my parents send me to Catholic school? You know, they're like, what was going on to talk about God to this girl? Somebody needs to. (laughs) Right. But it's just like, my goodness, let's stay on each of our sides, but no hacernos tampoco pendejos y mensos that some things are going to go back to the good old days. I think that's been the problem too. Everybody wants back to these good old glory days. Like, no, honey. Like, no, 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 no. Women couldn't vote. Black people were killed. Exactly. There are no such yeah. thing as good old days. I like, already had three babies. Forward. I don't need to be a handmaid's <laughs> tale, okay? I don't no, need to be a no. handmaid. Like, women go to work, homie. We ain't going back to the good old days. They might make more than men. That's okay. That's For okay. God's sakes, it's okay to go forward. No one's taking anything from you. Maybe because we want some gun laws. Like, we're not going to take your gun. You can go hunting. I just think we got to create this level of respect. Just not hunting for black people or brown people. I know. So. My God, I know. Cops that become cops because they want to do that. There's some crazy cops, but there's some good cops. And yeah. not all people that voted for Trump are bad people. But boy, there's some views that come to question. My goodness, there's some views. Because it could be question. that you voted, let's say you voted democ- for a, a Democratic president, right? A, 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 dem- a, a Democrat president, a Democratic Democrat president. But let's say you vote Republican all down the rest of the ballot because your policies, your views, you just couldn't stand the face of the nation anymore. The, who Who is the face of the nation? But now but your policies still stick to what you what you believe at your core. And that's fine. I mean, I get it. I mean, who who wants a leader that's not going to unite? Now, in the sense of policy, it's trippy because I felt like this year, I felt like a true freaking grown-up voting in the sense of I took my time to fill out and understand every proposition, every measure, everything that was on the ballot. Who is this person running for district attorney? What do they stand for? Who's backing them up? And it I already have hardly have any time, you know. I think the last podcast we talked about, it and I had to be so sorrily honest, where I was like, I don't do shit for fun. But these are the little time that I have. I'm like, I need to be responsible. And I've heard people, you know, my brother. I remember, I remember mentioning this to me. He's like, the older I get, the more Republican I vote. But you just become more conservative in the way you do policy because now you're older. You either have family or you don't, or you have now, let's say have property under you or you have a business so your views change but the point is if we become involved from the point when we're young single ready to mingle no kids no nothing we can still be very involved and think in the sense of the community as a greater good not just selfish votes for what's good for me but what's good for my community because i am a part of this community Therefore, when you become that responsible person, maybe down the line that does have kids or has a family or maybe is a business owner, you, your, you, what you will vote on won't be so difficult for you to really support because or, or decide because you've already done your job and done your civic duty to do the right thing, to do the right thing, to push our society and our people forward and have progress. And progress here in the United States is very slow. It's very slow. So we need the people with progressive minds that that push and push and push because we're going to have the conservatives that say, no, 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 no. But then we have, then that causes the middle ground. But that middle ground is still two steps forward than going backwards. You know what I mean? So we do need that. We do need to be more involved. We need to continue to show up. Earlier this year, we were talking about um, around 4th of July, how we were like not feeling very patriotic. And um, just because of everything that was going on that this summer, this year, 2020, and we were, it, it was just, I was, we weren't feeling proud. But today, I feel proud. I feel proud that to have been born here. Um, I, we went for a walk and just like, 
como que el aire ya no, you know, it wasn't heavy anymore and people were out and they were celebrating. They had this huge flag with Biden Harris on it. And so, I don't know, I just feel very proud of our nation and for um, everyone who went out and cast, casted their vote. I love, I love that. That's a beautiful sentiment. Mm -hmm. I, my last thought was going to be my tip of the day. And it was something along the lines of what Beto just said. I think you said what the older your brother gets, the more Republican he votes. And I get that. And my point to that was going to be that I don't completely disagree with Republican views. There are some things in terms of us and capitalism that I love. I love that we can be business owners in this country, three Latinas building a business and our profits are ours to have and our business is as big as it's going to get because we're going to put skin in the game and we're not necessarily a socialist country that's going to come and take that all away from us to then give back to the community. But there has to be an in-between. My tip of the day is you can be a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And in the middle, when you're in, in between, have some morality and decency that's at the core. I think that's what was missing in all of this, that I could almost even get behind Trump. I find a lot of his traits to be traits that are hard and harsh, but they're strong leadership traits. They are strong leadership traits that he bulldozed through in a lot of untactful ways, but he is this businessman first. And so he has this business mind and in some ways he got to be successful, but it's like this little iota of something that I can see because overall and like the decency, the morality, the character, like he just, for me, doesn't have any of that. And then I thought he was spewing that. My tip is you can see good in people. You can see good on the other side. You can believe in that. You can feel there is some good on the Republican side, right? And you can take from that. But that can't be the predominant if it's crushing, if it's crushing so many and equality is behind and good decency is behind. Like you can say, oh, we're so Christian, we're so Catholic, and that's why we're here. But then so much of the population is hurting. So I think the tip is in in between is where we need to go. An absolute in between. It's not about the winning and losing side and them versus us. Like in the middle, where can we take care of the most people? Where can we be the best nation in the middle that is okay with business laws, tax laws that make are big corporations happy? Sure, great. But not at the cost of the working poor. Not at the cost of everybody else that is getting torn apart because the rich just get richer in this country. Like I believe the tip is we all have to strive for a better tomorrow and an equal place, meeting in the middle. Trump was way too far gone for me, way too far gone for me. And I understand that Bernie to people is way too far gone on the other side. But my belief, that's why it's my tip of the day because I'm gonna go hard on this one, is that he is what you need. We needed Trump way on the other side to enlighten us that our country was going a little bit crazy and 50% of it is really on another side of decency for me. That's my take. That's what I see. I think any of the other part of it, they call Bernie crazy, but he's going to bring a different part of it where we're a more generous society or we're, more, we're a more giving society where wealth is not so freaking dispersed in a way that's not fair, where 1% gets to control it. So my tip is for you that falls wherever you fall, just try to finagle your way into the middle. You don't have to be ashamed if you're a Republican. You don't have to be ashamed if you're a Trump supporter. You don't have to be ashamed like me if you're a Bernie supporter. So you're not like Biden, Biden, but you are Harris, Harris, be you and try to find some decency right in the middle because the outliers are way too scary, I think, for this country. I think we really also, the, so the, those two ending, closing thoughts from Ceci and Irene, I think you guys, those were good. Those were good. And I think we need to understand what things mean. We have social security. We have public schools. These things at one point 
were radical ideas. You know, they were radical ideas. But yes. think about it. Public schools is socialism. Social security benefits is socialist. So yeah, right now, like when I when I look at people saying, nah, the socialist Democrats, they want to do this. I'm like, but you know what? Those socialist Democrats were the ones fighting for you to get a, a second stimulus that was worth your while because it is tough out here for everybody, everybody. So at the end of the day, we need to do our homework every day. When there's elections, be involved. You know, there's elections coming up in Georgia for two Senate seats. Let's hope that these women, these not just women, these men and women, these 800,000 new registered voters, thanks to, a, you know, the coalition that Stacey Abrams led, along with a lot of other significant leaders. But I'm going to recognize her. We're going give, to give props where props are due. And let's not hate Stacey Abrams lived it herself. She went through it and she understood, hey, we need to do something about this because our voice is not being heard. We are getting suppressed and we will make our voices heard. So she took it upon herself to do this along with a team. And you, she can't do that herself, but she knows that she had to be, someone needed a leader in this and she needed to do that. And hence, I hope those 800,000 people show up again in January. And those people that are turning 18, I hope they go out and vote. So that's going to add to that. So let's make sure that we continue to, you know, to show up, be loud, let's get heard, let's be heard, and let's be tactful. And at the same time, you know, Let's always be informed. So whether you're a, a single person still in college, still learning, still growing, a young new professional, if you're a business owner, if you're a family person, whatever it is you are, you're involved, you understand, and you can be part of this democratic process as well. Let's do our civic duty. Let's have the conversations. Let's not be afraid. We are in this together. We are all part of this United States of America. So with that... <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to close it out today. Thank you for listening. I hope we didn't add to your anxiety or stress or the feeling of overwhelmment. Let's be joyous. Let's celebrate. Let's hope that, you know, the, the transition of power is smooth and we get to see Joe Biden and Kamala take office and let's run, you know, this democracy to the best. Let's make it. Let's make it the best. Thank you for tuning in. Ladies, thank you for your insights and your tips of the day, Irene. And with that, if you guys want to keep the conversation going, we are always welcome. You guys know that we always are here for you. Um, make sure you hit us up. You can either send us an email at admin at levelloplatina.com or you can slide into our DMs at any time. Our handle on Instagram is at leveluplatina. And we are also on Twitter. We're not as active, but you can still hit us up there at Latina underscore up. But we are here for you. Send us your ideas. Send us your suggestions on conversations. Send us what your thoughts. We are here for you. Si se puede, si podemos. Uh, y no están solas, chicas. So, and chicos, if you're listening. So thank you again. Y con eso los dejamos. Thank you. Se cuidan, la ventana.